What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie, let's start with some baseball today. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with some baseball. Winter meetings are um, underway, and you know what happens there is a lot of uh, you know contracts are discussed and a lot of signings happening. Uh, we've got three of them so far um, that are just absolutely massive and extraordinarily large. Um, Garrett Cole to the Yankees for nine years, $324 million. Anthony Rendon gets seven years and 245 from the Angels and Steven Strasburg. Seven years, $245 million to stay with the Washington Nationals. Ronnie, when I see that and I see those numbers, two things pop into my mind. First, why are we covering high school basketball, not high school baseball? Yes. And <laughs> that's, that's okay. Now that's three. You gave me another yeah. one. Well, what are we doing covering high school basketball? What are six foot white American kids doing playing playing basketball and not focusing green, yeah. on baseball? Be a second baseman. I mean, in baseball, I mean, Jose Altuve is like 5'5", five, five, and he's a second baseman. He's like a killer. Like and best he's, player he's in one the of the best players in the league. Yeah. And then you're six foot, and you can play any position in baseball, really. You know, first baseman and third yeah. baseman are usually around 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, um, how, I mean, how many good basketball players, Devin, can you name? I mean, like all pro level or all all-star level, you know, all NBA third team, whatever, that are six foot, six one. I mean, in the history of the game, there are probably ten of them. Yeah. You know, Allen Iverson, Isaiah Thomas, uh, then you start running out of names. Tiny Archibald. Yeah, you gotta John go back. Lucas. You gotta go back in time. Yeah. I mean, they're not that many. Nowadays, no. not a whole lot of guys. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're at the six three mark or you know, six two with, you know, bouncing athleticism, then, then you got something. But maybe hey, yeah. If you're 5'11", or 5'10", or 5'9". Go learn over the line. Go find out what over the line is. I love is. that game. That, that throws me way back. That's yeah. a great game. Go play second. Go go field some short hops. I got my my coach from 12-year-old Kids major. are scared of the ball. Let's talk yeah. about the real thing here. Kids are scared of the ball. <laughs> my coach from 12-year-old majors used to, we'd have a uh, Bob Jeske. We used, to, we used to do, he had a fungo bat, and he would just smack the shit out of balls right at us. Wow. Like, as hard as possible, and he was a great coach. And, you know, uh, don't be afraid of the ball because I could throw the ball real hard at people, but as soon as I got in the batter's box and someone was throwing at me, I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. But, again, this that's crazy numbers. So, number one, Ronnie, you sign a deal like that. Yeah. What's the first thing you do? Wow. First thing you do is you just take a step back like this. No, I, wanna, I, mean, I don't care about that shit. Yeah. I want to know what you're doing with the money. Uh, oh, What's man. the first thing you do with the money? I don't care about your feelings. I want to know what you do with the First thing with I the do cash. is go to Verizon Wireless and buy like two, three different phones. So like people, nobody. What do you do? Yeah, so you nobody. Phones? What are yeah. you doing on the side, yeah. bro? So nobody, so nobody calls me, honestly. Because when people see that, you know, you know the people call us. Devin, people oh, call you. That makes sense. People call you left and right. That's you, true. You I know, and I don't have you had money. You $300 million. <laughs> You'd be getting calls from coaches. I mean, all day. I'd be getting calls from my sister who I haven't seen in 20 years. (laughs) You'd need a phone immediately. You'd need like two phones immediately. One to call your girlfriend without no interruptions. I mean, it'd be crazy. Just think how quickly your life would change. You know, I mean, that's a lot of money. Because people know about it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm going to write one and shutting my number down or something. I didn't even think about it. That's a a good one. That's a nice little. Okay, you know what I want to know? I would probably buy a bucket too. A like car that's just gonna go around and like, and it runs really well where people don't like, and then go buy a Lamborghini like, like or something, a, like a 1992 Honda Civic or like something, a, yeah. or like a Toyota Corolla. Because in case you need to go to the store, and that's the great thing about baseball, Devin, Garrett Cole can walk into oh, yeah. to Walmart 
and, and nobody, nobody bo- bother him. Tracy McGrady walks into Walmart, <laughs> everybody shits themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, it's not the same. And he has way more money. Yeah, he has like, way more money. He has way more money than freaking uh, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's just. Rondo goes into Whole Foods in Santa Monica like, and he can't him. even yeah. get out. Yeah, he, he can't even buy his fucking peaches <laughs> and pineapples. You know, he's like, what the hell? He's signing autographs. Hey, what are the Lakers going to. How many times a day does the Lakers or we go to the Lakers have to ask, are you guys going to win the West? Wherever they go. Yeah. I mean, store, restaurant. Hey, can I take a picture? Like, eventually you're just Garrett Cole and you're just... Gabe York is more popular than Garrett Cole in oh, many that's, places. that's crazy. You know what I they mean? They both went to Orange Lutheran that's too, That's what right? I'm saying. That's yeah. why I said that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, here is everybody's, you know, Gabe, our guy Gabe's socially popular. Yeah. Everybody, you know, people know him. Freaking the He's guy. more recognizable than Garrett Cole. Yeah. More recognized. I would say. Close. Okay. It's pretty close. Now, nowadays, I would say Garrett's catching him. But yeah. let's say for the most people in, in Orange County and Southern California, they probably know Gabe York. Gabe Garrett. is much. That, that, That's I, crazy. I agree with that. You know what I mean? But Gabe has 300. I mean, our, our guy Garrett has $300 million. That's crazy. You wanna, so, so the first thing I would do, you yeah. want to know? Yeah. That's a good one. I, I, I would do that second, but the first thing <laughs> I would do, the first thing I would do, Ronnie, this is seeing that I'm still covering high school Sports. basketball. Yeah. Are you going to still you're gonna get me. a bulletproof vest? This is, this is <laughs> me. Yeah. Have no, to no, get no. A bulletproof no. Vest. That's number two. So the, if I was making $324 million, I got a contract. Someone yeah. gave me $324 like tomorrow. The first thing I would do is make that basketball burner account and just thrash everybody I want to trash. <laughs> just trash them. they do them. it to you. Yeah. I would just trash them. I would make my burner account because it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I, if I couldn't walk into a gym anymore, it wouldn't yeah. matter because I got yeah. 324 M's to my name. You would become a dungeon dev. I would, I'd call you dungeon dev. Yeah, I would sit in my massive house yeah. after I and talk made shit my about, talk shit about, about basketball. Everybody. Everybody. This is a terrible tournament. Everybody. This is a terrible tournament. This is a terrible game. You know game. what else I would do? I'd just fund my own tournaments and put everyone out of out of uh, out of business. Out of business. Everybody, <laughs> everyone. That's awesome. I'd have I'd have high school tournaments every single <laughs> day week. just to do it. Just to do it. Just to do it. You'd be more stressed out if you <laughs> you better off broke because you'd be less stressed out. <laughs> no, no, no. I got so much money. I have everyone running for me. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm hiring Burl Lee. Yeah. I'm hiring all these people all the, who are yeah. running these tournaments. Yeah. They're just gonna run my tournaments. And I'm yeah. gonna sit back and laugh and just start and laughing. just tweet. And have my bulletproof uh, vest on hand. Just buy Twitter. Yeah, you better get a bulletproof vest. <laughs> just buy Twitter. So, speaking of tournaments, uh, <laughs> we, we were a little bit all over the place. I was able to um, watch some Fat 50 ranked teams. You were able to watch a couple as well. Yeah. Uh, you saw Etiwana go down at the Westchester Trevor Reza tip-off classic. I was at Phoenix at the Hoopal West. Uh, I guess the big takeaways there is uh, Prolific Prep did well. Uh, they continue to roll. And I guess the the uh, taking the brunt of it for... The two teams that won those games were uh, was Hillcrest Prep, you know. So Hillcrest Prep lost on Thursday on national television to to Prolific, and then a few nights later, the last game of the tournament, they lost sixty seven fifty two to Hamilton Heights Christian Academy in Chattanooga. <laughs> Tennessee. Their coach quit soon after that. Yeah, so uh, you know Mike Bibby and Hillcrest have parted ways. Obviously, Mike Bibby led Arizona to the national title in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, part of that good Kings team that, you know, challenged the Lakers in the West 20 years ago. And he's no longer the coach, Devin. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't know about Hamilton Heights. Uh, a lot of people are asking me about them. Who's this Who's this team? I go, dude, go look at the rankings. Go look at my preseason rankings. I, there's a good write-up about them. Uh, you know, the up-and-coming program, and that was a big big uh, win for them in a big weekend. Um, they they remain undefeated. Uh they uh, have a terrific player that we're going to uh, talk to, have a special guest talk to the coach about. Um, you know, they have a good, good uh, roster. 
Samson Ruzenzev. Oh, you, you butchered yeah, I'm it. I butchered it. <laughs> Ronnie's Ron, been trying to pronounce his name for like the last 20 minutes, <laughs> and he butchered it. Yeah. Samson Ruzenchev. Ruzenchev. There you go. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about him. We'll talk a little bit about some other, other good players with Coach Zach Farrell when we get him on the line here in a few few moments. Take, take us take us through before we I'm gonna I'm gonna get him on the line here soon, but before that, take us through the local teams and how they fared. Um I think Modern Day, uh Sierra yeah. Canyon and um Rancho Christian were all in attendance at the Hoop Hall West. I think our some yeah. of our listeners wanna know how they how they played. Yeah, because the, you know that was kind of the peak of the of the af- afternoon, the Saturday evening session. Um Modern Day rolled over Perry, so Modern Day remains un- unbeaten. Um, obviously, they haven't played their, their meat of their schedule. Yeah, they're at the beach bash. They're at the beach bash tourney this week. Okay, and I mean, you know, so modern day <laughs> continues to roll at nineteen or whatever they are in the Fat Fifty. We'll have an update next week. Uh, then the next game was Christ the King against Rancho Christian. Rancho Christian had already beat Rainier Beach. So when uh, if you're local and you say, "Oh, Rainier Beach," that must have been, you know, one hell of a game. But uh, Rainier Beach is probably just doesn't have the talent they've had in previous uh, previous. Previous teams, you know, they um, they have uh, a couple good sleepers, but, you know, Sarancho Christian was able to get that win. Then they played a uh, tough but undersized Christ the King, and everybody said, boy, uh, you know, Christ the King doesn't really have a guy above 6'3". You know, they're going to have to deal with Evan Mobley. And I said, well, let's just see. You know, let's just see how it goes. So it's a good game. Um, going back and forth, and Christ the King just was hitting threes, hitting threes. So it went down to the wire. Uh, foul a couple foul outs and Coach Joe Abatello from Christ the King had to Coach had to um, bring in a freshman, so they got the ball back with about nine seconds to go, and when they got the ball back, they're down three, then they're racing up the court and the and the freshman goes in for a shot and he's he's chal- every goes whoa, whoa. Oh, he's, he's going, going in at the bucket oh, yeah no. and, and they're down, down three, three. Oh, and it's bro. just like whoa and yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. watching you're going what is that because he could have pulled up at the top of the key for like a stop and pop three you know yeah one of those NCAA tournament type threes and we might have had overtime and you know people were waiting for that Millennium uh, Sierra Canyon game yeah. it's kind of the electricity was growing everybody was ooing and aahing at everything so everybody was just like this big letdown so. Um, Rancho Christian held on for the three-point win. Evan Moley made some incredible plays in the second half. Uh, I mean, he he had a couple nice spots, 11 point, 11 point, 16 rebounds, I believe, three or four blocks. One where Devin I had just the rest. In, he just pulled it out. Like, he just caught it, uh, kind of like a, a Lou Alcindor play would be at UCLA or high school. He just caught it out of midair, and, right. and the refs called the goaltend. Oh, my goodness. And everybody was like, boo! You know, <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. was just like, I mean, it was such a great play that you can't, the rest couldn't imagine how good it was. He yeah. just caught in midair and took off the other way. And everybody was like, goaltend. And everybody was like, man. That's a pretty good whistle yeah. you got there. That's yeah, so good. then you go to um, Sierra Canyon. They they pulled away. Deron Holmes and that team, very good team. Uh, Brandon Boston had a big game, uh, 22 points. They played very well. He didn't, he came off the bench, and, and Greg Rosenberg and all these guys go, that's the best bench player in the country. But, you know, Coach Chevalier is kind of juggling lineups. He's going to get Z- uh, Zaire Williams. Uh, back here in a couple weeks, so he's mixing and matching, and and Brand, uh, BJ Boston played very well. Um, your guy Shyodo, I know you like Shyodo. He did what he normally does, yep. you know. Good so they guy. they pulled away down the stretch. Uh, Ronnie made an appearance, of course, off the bench. He's you know uh, reserve on that team. He had a uh, alley oop dunk 
from Mari Bailey. The crowd got, so at the end, the crowd got what they want. Yeah. So then in the last game, you know, we had Hillcrest and Hamilton Heights, so they pulled away for a 67-52 win. Kind of dominated. I, people were really surprised. I think they wanted to know more about them, and we're going to find out here in a minute more about their program. Yep. So um, I think we have a special guest on the line. Yeah, uh, Coach, Coach Zach Frodo, we got you on the line here. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. No problem. So uh, take us through kind of your experience at Hoop Hall West and, you know, how your team was able to, to make some noise and, uh, you know, put, put fans on notice about you guys. Yeah, fantastic experience for us. You know, it was our first time ever competing in a in a hoop hall event. So we were excited about being out there and being in Phoenix. And uh, we knew a lot about Hillcrest and how good and talented they were. And um, just, uh, you know, they've had great teams in the past and they were just loaded uh, up front. And uh, we knew it was going to take our best effort uh, start to finish. And um, our guys really responded well to coaching throughout the week and uh, we had a great we were able to put a complete game together I thought from start to finish and was excited how we competed uh, Coach talk a little bit about your best player I keep butchering his name <laughs> De- my buddy Devin is laughing on the line Samson Rusinsev that's um, pretty good that's and I got a little closer the second time talk a little bit about his his game and you know a little bit about his background because I think people are realizing that the kid is going to be making money in basketball uh, one day here soon, and, and just give it a little bit more about him as a player and a person. Yeah, so uh, Samson Rujin said his name, and uh, this is his third year here at Hillman Heights. He came as a sophomore. Um, just obviously really, like, people are starting to take notice a little bit more, but um, a kid that came from a like a grainy two-minute video that we saw from Russia. It wasn't a national team player. It wasn't, like, wasn't connected with anybody, literally like a random email to to us. And we, we saw some things that we liked and came as a sophomore and really struggled that first year, just trying to figure out the game, figuring out the American style, figuring out his role. Um, but a kid that uh, never made excuses, uh, never tried to look for a way out, never tried to look for a shortcut, but uh, listened to coaching and listened to what he needed to do as far as working to become a better player and just did it and was is a gym rat and loves to work on his game, is in the gym almost every morning before school, uh, working on his game, uh, will listen and do what's asked, has tried to add to his game and his confidence is really growing right now. He's become a much better rebounder. He's averaging like almost seven rebounds a game and uh, defends really well and a kid that's got tremendous fight and, uh, you know, kind of flew under the, the radar a little bit, didn't have a, a huge spring and then, you know, decided to play for his national team and, and European 18 championships instead of staying and going to Peace Jam. And, uh, but a kid that relentlessly works. And, and I've been telling people, I think that he has a chance to play on the highest level because, one, he has the tools, six seven, pushing six eight, athletic, uh, great stroke. Um, and then he's got all the other intangibles, too. He's coachable. Uh, he's a gym rat. He wants to work all the time. Um, he's got a great – he's a great teammate, got a great attitude. And I think the, the future is bright for him. Yeah, but that's a great insight there, Coach. We hope he, uh, you know, does well and, and reaches all his goals, especially coming from, you know, those humble beginnings here, here uh, coming over from Russia to America. So last year, 
You guys were 31 in my final Fab 50. You guys completed a good season, 34 and 4. You won the you know, National Association of Christian Athletes D1 Championship. Um, you know, you, you guys are coming back. You guys have six underclassmen. And then it's announced, and it's announced publicly that, you know, after the season, there's that the school's going to close its door due to financial constraints. So uh, take us through that a little bit, Coach, and, you know, kind of your take. Did you kind of tell those six guys, hey, if you if you want to go to another school, go ahead? Or did you just kind of tell them, hey, hang tight, we're going to make this work? You know, how did you how did you get into events? Did you just kind of have to tell these guys, hey, we're going to have a team now? Or did you kind of tell everybody to, to just take a yellow light and wait a little bit? You know, just take us through that a little bit, that whole situation. Yeah, so um, it really was a, a wild few weeks. Um, just uh, so when all that stuff got announced, we, we thought that there was no, like, wait, let's see what's going to happen. It, it was over. It, and in short, basically what it was is the, the, we were a small school, just 9 through 12. 9 through 12, we have a small enrollment. Um, and there just wasn't enough enrollment to – make it another year and there wasn't enough reserves or anything and so they had to look at it and be like okay do we try to string people along for another year knowing that we might not make it or do we just we announce it now so people have time to find other jobs and find other schools and all that and so uh, a few weeks after that was announced though we were uh, uh, a couple individuals uh, that had uh, been connected to our school in the past uh, in a nutshell came in and bought the school um, and purchase a school and are working to get us at, you know, on a good financial setting and increase enrollment. And they were, uh, loved the, the basketball side of what we did and the mission part of it and wanted to keep that exactly the same. And we're adamant about, uh, keeping me around. And, and so when we announced it, we told guys like, this is it. So all of our guys were actively, I mean, looking for, other places to be, but this is, I think, how a little bit credit to our culture and who are us. All of them didn't, like, guys didn't want to go. And so the kids themselves were trying to not, you know, go too fast for hopes of maybe something happens where we do get to stay. And we didn't lose any kids through that whole entire process um, going to other schools. They all wanted to stay. Uh, they came back. Um, and I think that's a, a tribute to kind of the culture that we build and wanting them to come back. But the, the schools are great footing right now with new owners and how they're wanting to grow it and how they're wanting to keep basketball uh, as a big piece of what, they're, of what we're doing. And, um, and so excited to be able to keep, you know, a core group of those guys coming back. Uh, and we had, uh, had gotten into some events um, before that and kind of had to – you know, tell people, sorry, we couldn't come. But thankfully, a lot of those events still had that place open that when stuff was like, no, we're back open, uh, we were able to, to stay in some of those and um, had some people that believed in us in order to be able to go to events like Hoopal or Lighthouse Classic or uh, City of Palms. I'll never forget City of Palms. Having a long conversation with Donnie Wilkie after uh, the announcement came out and um, he held the... I don't know if it was just timing or whatnot, but when, when we stayed back home and he still had the spot and, and we still had the kids, and so we're thankful to be able to head back there next week as well. Yeah, that that's a, 
you know, wow, a wow story that's like, you know, a roller coaster there. And we're glad you guys are are continuing the program and giving these kids an opportunity to to play in in events and to have a complete schedule and, and to get them out to college. So obviously when you told me, you know, that most of the players were coming back or when I found that out later in the summer as I was putting together the preseason rankings, um, obviously I knew the six players that were coming back. And um, you had a question about point guard. So, you you know, I started you 19 and Fab 50. You kind of mentioned, hey, we got to make sure we get a point guard in here that knows what we're doing and, you know, runs what we want. And and that can take us to the next level. And it looks like you guys have that in Dominique Penn. He had a great uh, game. He's a very good player. So it, it looks like he fit, he fat in, fit in well right for what you guys need, and, and, and uh, you guys are obviously undefeated on the court. So talk a little bit about him and just kind of your expectations for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dominic's come in and done a, just a, a great job. He comes from a great basketball family. Dad, Scooney Pan, was a phenomenal player at Ohio State and uh, then overseas for a long time. And he's really come in and done a really good job of trying to uh, – play the role that is best for our team and needed for our team with the guys that we have coming back. And I would say him and, and our sophomore point guard, Reggie Bass, have both done a really good job of kind of filling that void and filling that void in the way that's that's best for our team and what makes uh, the other players uh, still be great in their roles and them excelling in that role. And I think that's been a huge part of our early success uh, is to be able to have that uh, role be consistent with the guys that, that came back. So very, they've both been very selfless and, and coming in and, and figuring out, okay, what does the team need and how can I fit that role so that we can have the, the most success? Yeah, that, that makes sense. That, I do like Reggie Bass as well. He, uh, you know, good defender, gave you guys a lot. You guys obviously... Here on the West Coast, we do know some of their players, you know, uh, Bayron Matos, Felix Okpara. Uh, you guys got a nice mix of, of players there. So put you on the spot a little bit, Coach. You guys went to the Lighthouse Classic. How much better is West Oaks Academy than Hillcrest? Um, or I are they? They're, they're, I think that Hillcrest is, I mean, I think that Hillcrest is one of the most talented teams that I've ever seen them play. But as far as fight and uh, togetherness and determination. Um, West Oaks is definitely uh, at a high, high level. Uh, they always compete super hard. Um, they're going to fight till the very end. It's going to be a battle every time you play them. And I think that's a little bit of the difference between them and Hillcrest. Hillcrest has the talent and the ability, um, and maybe just not yet uh, in the season now. Sure. That, that togetherness and that fight that, that maybe West Oaks has. But, uh, you know, we got West Oaks again coming up next week, and, yep. and it'll be a it'll be a for-sure battle from start to finish, and those guys will compete super hard. And, um, and it's definitely, I think, uh, that, that, that game and next one will make us, make us all better. But I would say that, just to answer your question, I mean, it's a different – uh, talent level is different. Not not too much. Uh, West Oaks is super talented. Sure, but man, they got a lot of fight. Yeah, a lot of fight. That makes sense. Yeah, I asked because you know I have West Oaks thirty four in the Fab Fifty after they lost to you guys, and I kind of 
gave Donnie Wilkie the business. I said, you have West Oaks and Hamilton Heights going against each other in the first round, and he kind of laughed, you know. Um, that's a tough one there, you know, because – but it's great. you got to play them anyway. It's, it's only only uh, four teams in that in that signature series. So, uh, you know, that that's great. And you, I know they're going to want to go after you guys hard. So as you guys gear up now, you know, six months ago you didn't know how you were going to have a program now. You want to probably – Obviously, your your step in the season would be to try to get to Geico. What do you think about that? How do you guys stay focused game to game? And I know your your players know about that. Do they look forward to that? Does it motivate them? What's the thinking long term? Yeah, I'm sure that that's a that's something that we all would would like to be able to accomplish. Our program's never been there. Uh, we've been close um, a year or two, but we've never gotten that invite. But I think that uh, the main thing that I've learned is that. You have to you have to take this thing one game at a time. Um, sure. If you if you don't and you overlook and with our schedule and we play people with rosters full of college basketball players uh, every night, if you don't take it each game seriously, you're gonna find yourself getting tripped up uh, by a team maybe you shouldn't have or and, and kind of puts you out of that uh, contention at. And also getting the guys to understand, like, it's a very subjective thing who sure. goes to Geico. Uh, of course, there's a lot and, of... And... Exactly, and so... A lot of uh, quality teams. We, yeah, because we can't control that and all that, we just have... All we can do is win games and play our best to have success in those games. And if we concentrate on those one at a time and uh, make sure we take care of our business. We're going to put ourselves in a, in a good position to possibly have that opportunity. Great, Coach. Well, appreciate your time, Coach. Uh, good luck uh, upcoming in the City of Palms. Appreciate you jumping on, and, you know, it was good to see your team, and hopefully we see them again in the future. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Y'all do a great job. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it. So, Ronnie. Give us the rundown on that on that team and our guy Samson Ruzumchev. <clears throat> what what does he do? What does he do so well that made him stand out and kind of, you know, gain the attention of of national media and scouts and the likes of of those kind of guys? I think he can handle it and shoot well, Devin. How um, tall is he? Score in all three levels, six seven. Okay. So I was saying, you know, people were asking me, what's he like. I'm like, just think like Baby Luca, you know, because he obviously has that look. He's 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 a Russian kid. And he's more athletic than I thought. You know, he can go to the baseline. He just takes off, dunk, you know, took off and dunk on somebody. And everybody's like, okay, yeah. I'm like, told you guys this guy's a top 40 player. You go, I mean, maybe better than that. Gotcha. You know, so um, he can shoot it a little bit. Uh, if you if you think of our guy, uh, think of a more sleek and advanced and more explosive uh, Lucas Seward, our guy from Cathedral. Is that Colorado? Yeah. That, yeah. Is it Colorado? You know, he's a little, you know, a little more upright, a little more stiff. Just okay. think of more loose, more, more fluid. fluid version of him. With a little more explosiveness and ball okay. handling, you know, that That's kind of player. Nice player. Yeah, really, really good player. Uh, Dominic Penn, is, as he said, Scooty Penn's uh, son. Uh, very good. Reggie Bass, a young young player who they who they brought in. Anderson Garcia, a forward, who had a good weekend. Um, 6'7", 220 player. Uh, so, they got, so they got some really nice pieces. And our guy, Bayron Matos, who's, you know, kind of like a great – he has a great um, – you know, kind of goes on the court with a great attitude, always, you know. Plays uh, hard. Plays hard. He's been to a couple of Pangos Yeah, yeah. he's really speaking his Spanish at Pangos. He just <laughs> brings good energy to the team, regardless of what, you know, his physical skill level is or, you know, what his fundamentals are. The guy's just a monster. 
So they're going to have a chance. I mean, I have them 15 right now. If they do good at that signature series at City of Palms, they can move up. Obviously, that's next week starting around the same time as um, Tarkanian. I want to also mention that um, Julian Strother, Gonzaga commit, set a record uh, 51 to 52 points there at, at uh, Hoopal West single single game record. Oh, nice. We'll see him. Uh, are you yeah. going to Pasadena yeah. City College? We'll this see yeah. him this weekend, and obviously he'll be at Tark the following week. So that was a uh, that was a good game. Then then Jaden Hardy, another another um, Vegas player, had a big monster game. Well, we said shit, he's gonna break his record here now in the next few games. Yeah. So he ended up with about forty. You know, so um, thirty seven he might have had. Uh, came up about ten points short. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a good event overall, and got a good mixture. Obviously, it could have been a few less games. It, you know, there was a couple of matchups that you know didn't didn't a little lopsided, a little lopsided. But uh, overall, there were a lot of good players. Whether it's Strawler, Jaden Hardy, you know, Evan Mobley, the guys from that we just talked about. We didn't even talk about that much about Millennium and Sierra Canyon, but that was a good atmosphere. And the kids and a lot of little kids wanted to see Bronny and Sierra Canyon, just like they are in the other places, yeah. you know, just like they are in Hawaii. Yeah. It's going to be like just like they are in Ohio this weekend when they play St. V's and just sort of like they will be at, at, at the Classic at Damien and, and a few other stops. But here we're already kind of used to them. So, you know, they're and the to that yeah. with Chino Hills Those, back in yeah. their 35 and 0 no. season. Yeah, it's not a big, not a big deal for us per se to when we go to event, but it's good to see people supporting basketball. Uh, like that in various towns. So, uh, you know, obviously another team that went down and and uh, you saw that firsthand and it was at the buzzer was Ed Wanda in the semifinals at Trevor Reza. Obviously, they were undefeated going to them. They'd won the IE Classic. So talk a little bit about that semifinals and what uh, transpired there. Yeah, let's move back down to Southern California. I think yeah. you went one day before you headed yeah. out to Arizona. Sure. Uh, the second day, I believe, Ronnie. Yeah. You were there. Um, but yeah, the semis were great at Westchester. You know, the first two rounds of a lot of tournaments around here have been kind of blowout. Yeah. Sure. Um, it's just, you know, a lot of teams are looking to, um, you know, pad wins. And, um, you know, in the first two rounds are, are able to accomplish that. But the semis were good. Um, St. Bernard defeated um, Heritage Christian eventually in the championship game. But to get there, um, Heritage Christian had to you know, go through Etiwanda. And Coach Paul Tate has a really, really nice team led by uh, you know 2022 point guard Sky Clark, who's very talented. Sure. Um, he's added you know Max Allen, a transfer from Bishop Gorman, who's now eligible through CIF, and he adds a nice layer to that team as an inside presence and a guy who can get a basket you know on the block. Um <clears throat> And I think one of the more underappreciated guys on that team is um, the uh, junior forward, Kyle Freelow. Kind of a 6'5", uh, four-man who just plays hard, uh, you know, runs the floor, rebounds, defends, uh, you know, gets the ball out quickly to, to Sky and runs the middle of the court and has good hands and feet around the basket. So uh, Freelow and Sky Clark both had really, really good tournaments. Um, and then let's move to the St. Bernard game. They defeated Westchester. And those schools, if, you, if you're not familiar, are literally two blocks from each yeah, other. Yeah, they're really close. Like, you can walk to from Westchester to St. Bernard in like five Five, minutes, ten minutes, yeah. Maximum. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a fun atmosphere. Uh, the fans were, were um, you know, really uh, up-tempo, animated. animated sure. Uh, intense. It was, it was a good atmosphere. And that, that game went to overtime. Um, 
Kennedy Reese. I'm sorry, I, he hates that name. Reese Dixon Waters. Reese Dixon Waters. Reese Dixon Waters had yeah. an impressive performance uh, throughout the week. Um, but the guy who kind of you know made a name for himself, even though he probably shouldn't have to by now, is Nick Bowden, uh, senior combo Point guard. guard. Who he just does a little bit of everything, man. He's a winner. Uh, I like the approach that he brings. He's tough. He's fierce. Uh, he plays with the high motor. He hits shots. Yeah. Uh, he, he defends, but he, he you know he's five ten and he doesn't really look the part. But he doesn't that dude, really look the that part. That dude just yeah. plays, man. He just gets yeah. out there and competes. Speaking of Co- Scooney Penn, he reminds me a little bit of Kalita Elite. I mean, what he did for UConn. Okay. Kind you of know, like obviously on his energy level. wise. Yeah, energy wise, like you said, he doesn't have the look, but he's a, he's a good player. He's just a player. So yeah. in, in that game. Um, you know, it went to overtime, at, tied at 55, and then uh, Westchester, I mean, excuse me, uh, St. Bernard pulled out a, a close victory. I think there was only six total points scored combined in overtime, so it's kind of a defensive um, atmosphere in that la- in that final four minutes of the game, or five minutes of the game. Uh, T.J. Wainwright, the talented shooting guard for Westchester, fouled out late in the fourth quarter. That was a big hit for them. Uh, but Kaimani Pollard, you know, he, he didn't have a good first two quarters, but in the second half, he kind of kept Westchester in that game. Um, with TJ battling foul trouble and um, you know, but uh, Reese Dixon Waters and and uh, uh, Nick Bowden were just a little too much. And then you have Damian McDowell kind of on that Kyle Freelo, the way that they play in a similar yeah, mold, McDowell's just play really player. hard, really solid high school player. And St. Bernard has two freshmen, Darius Carr and Tyler Rollison, who are both extremely good and they start. So you know, St. Bernard's a, a very good team, as is Heritage Christian. So um, as I mentioned. Uh, St. Bernard won the, the title over Heritage Christian on that Saturday. I was not there, but um, Nick Bowden, you know, another good performance, took home the MVP honors. I think he had 19 in the, 19 champ- points, in yeah. the championship game. And overall, the two the two games I saw, he had, he had 21 points, and I believe in the other game he had 20 points that I saw. So yeah. he, he was good all week. Um, let's kind of look at that as from an open division perspective in the southern section, Ronnie. Heritage Christian and St. Bernard, if the open division started right now, are in. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, they are in. And... Yeah. What do they need to do to... And Harvard-Westlake's in. Harvard-Westlake. Is what beating they, Corona Center, so they right. look like they're in. They're in. Windward, yeah. Sierra Canyon, Modern Day, yeah. and potentially Etiwanda still, in my sure. in my book, is is in. Even though they, they struggled with the zone that Coach Paul Tate implemented against them, they, they settled for a lot of uh, off-balance threes and quick threes. And once they started working it inside out, uh, Cal Poly Slow, uh, signee Cameron Pierce... Um, got them finally working inside out, and they they hit you know in rhythm threes. But for that first quarter, they fell behind twenty to four, and they were just taking a whole lot of bad shots, quick shots in the shot clock. Interesting, yeah. How did they shoot, Devin? Because when I saw them not at good. the IE yeah, Classic, they shot really well. They shot it well, yeah. They didn't they shoot shot good in well. that game. Okay, so and that's they always fell behind been, twenty yeah. to four, and coming that's... back from that, to t- they tied it at twenty five at halftime. That yeah. shows you what kind of team Etowanda is. Yeah. Within the first minute of of the uh, second quarter, they're down twenty to four, and at halftime it was tied at twenty five. Yeah, they they just they can guard, but again, if the guard. shots aren't falling, they're susceptible to upset upset losses. Sure, and it, and it happens. So, uh, yeah, that uh that makes a lot of sense when you when you talk about it. You know, um, uh, it's going to be tough, man, because there's a few teams coming on. Obviously, we got Sierra Canyon Modern Day. That's two. Windward is three. Harvard Westlake's four. So then, when you talk about, uh, you know, did, did that did that loss the other night? Harvard Wesley Corona Centennial did that kind of put them out of this early eight Centennial? Yeah, then you got Rancho yeah. Christian. Yeah, Rancho, I didn't even mention them. Yeah, so then you Rancho Christian, St. St. Bernard's, Heritage, Etiwanda, and then Bosco. So that's already nine teams. Yeah, 
there's, there's a couple. There will be yeah. two spots on the fringe. You know, seven and eight will be will be fringe guys, depending on how league championships uh, play out, play out, and all that stuff. But uh, we have St. Bernard head coach Mitch Runko on the phone. Coach, congratulations on the Trevor Ariza tip off classic championship game. Um, it was kind of fun that that semifinal action against you know a team that's right up the the hill from you guys. Um, talk about the energy of that game and and how you guys were able to pull out the overtime victory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm no actually doubt. looking at Westchester from the back of our school right now. Yeah. So, um, no, it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm really proud of the guys. Um, both teams, high energy, especially on the yep. defensive end. Yep. Um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, it's for our school and our community. It was absolutely enormous because, you know, Westchester's tradition is like, you know, like none other. And Coach Zam and, and uh, being able to compete against them and pull out a win huge for our kids and our alumni yeah no doubt um take us through nick bowden man i mean he's a mvp performer at the the tournament um he's got a you know handful of d2 interest uh ron and i were talking about you know before we brought you on how he's for some reason still considered an under the radar or underappreciated prospect but man that guy just gets out there and, and competes yeah absolutely um nick is the heart and soul of our team and for a while, um, you know, a lot of people knew him as a guy who could really fill it up from, from deep. Right. But he's really proving that he's he's a playmaker. You know, he's a guy who you want on the ball uh, because he does play so unselfish. He's now getting to spots. He's now finishing in the paint with contact. And now on the flip side, on the other end of the floor, he's guarding some other you know, team's best players. Mm-hmm. And his body is thick. He's gotten stronger. And so he's keeping big guards out of the paint. And, you know, believe it or not, the kid's taking some charges, which is, <laughs> uh, which is what, uh, you know, I'm most impressed with, obviously, as his coach. So, um, you know, Nick has been, uh, you know, he's been a great captain, a great leader. And, uh, you know, yeah, Division twos uh, have been interested in him. But now with all the buzz and the way uh, – I think a lot of schools saw him compete last week. He's actually starting to get uh, a couple of Division ones who um, have contacted us and are, are getting interested. So, um, you know, if he keeps playing like this, I think he's going to have a couple options. That's 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 good to hear. You know, he's a, he's a really good good kid, obviously a good player, but uh, you know, he, he takes care of business both on and off the court, which is something you look for in long term prospects. Um, you have a good mix of youth and experience on this team with Nick, obviously. Um, uh, Reese Dixon Waters comes in and Damian McDowell, they both have played high level club basketball, but you got two freshmen, uh, who start Darius Carr and, and Tyler Rollison. Uh, I'm a huge fan of both of those guys and the way they play. Um, tell us, you know, a little bit about them and, you know, how they've been able to kind of integrate quickly into this team. Well, I think what I'm most impressed about both of them, absolutely fearless. They have no clue that they are freshmen. Right. Um, now they obviously are making freshman mistakes, but and we knew that was going to happen. But they're always full speed mistakes and uh, trying to make the right play. So um, you know, Tyler has been a guy who's been uh, handling the ball for us quite a bit. Um, you know, we we kind of are point guard by committee, but a lot of times he's the one who's bringing it up, and um, you know, he's also handling some of the team's uh, better point guards on the other end. So he's just your ultimate all-around player and competitor. Um, and Darius on the other side is um, he's got some springs. He's got a great energy to him. Uh, he's defending a little bit better now. Uh, shot isn't quite falling like it, like it has been uh, earlier, mm-hmm. but um, both those guys, um, huge for us. I mean, it's incredible that our team was able to – compete like that and win starting two freshmen and i think both of them played 27 minutes plus right right um coach just talk about a little bit about that youth of 
of uh, mix of youth and experience. And what does uh, Damien and uh, you know Reese bring to the team? And you know how were they able to? How were you guys able to put together so far? Basically, with your rock, the guy returning, Nick, two freshmen and two new guys. Just talk about that mix and how it's working or why it's working so well so far. Uh, it's character, you know. Reese and yeah. Reese and Damien are outstanding high school basketball players. They really are. Reese can score at all three levels. Um, he's a major talent. Damien is uh, not as valued as he should be, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. He guards everybody, you know, one through five. He rebounds the ball, and um, you know he's uh, he's low maintenance. But it's their character. You know, these guys are great in the classroom. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons why our freshmen have been so good because they genuinely enjoy playing together. Mm-hmm. And you know, guys, you know, guys are not taking selfish shots, and a lot's because recent Damien and Nick. So um, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, Nick was the only guy we brought back. But I think because we've got a handful of talent, but the talent also has high character, these guys have been able to gel. That makes sense. And uh, not to look too too far in the future, Coach, but uh, you know that Delray League, seeing that St. Anthony's as good as they are and Bishop Montgomery is always so well coached, whether or not they have, you know, quote unquote, uh, highly ranked players, that Delray League is just stacked between um, you, St. Anthony, and Bishop Montgomery. Um, how do you see all that playing out? I feel like it's going to be just kind of uh, battles every night in that league. Yeah, and, and that's how it has been since I've been here. Yeah. You know, our, our league has been, you know, extremely competitive for the last several years. But um, yeah, Coach Cav is, is he's one of the best. Coach Mitchell, legendary coach. Right. Um, so you know, everybody's going to be prepared to play, and and uh, anybody can win this league. You know, and right now, in my opinion. You know, you can't you can't take anything away from Bishop Montgomery. Those yeah. guys have ran this league, and so um, until somebody knocks Bishop Bishop Montgomery off, you know they're the team. But I think us, I think St. Anthony, are really ready to give them a run. Yeah, you know yeah. that St. Anthony team is as tough as anybody. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna we're you know with that Westchester tournament, I'm glad we played well. Uh, I'm glad that we won, but we didn't play well. You know, we gotcha. really didn't. Offensively, we were seven for forty-five <laughs> from three in the last two games. Wow. We had thirty-five turnovers to twenty-one assists. You know, so crazy. I mean, I'm excited that our guys competed, but you know, we got to get better if we're gonna if we're gonna have a chance in Delray. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of a couple of years ago when you guys made that run at the Classic at Damien, and um, you know, had a whole lot of momentum, you know, swinging your way, um, and had open division talks after that tournament, and similar things are happening now with the open division. St. Bernard, if it started now, is in the open division. How do you? kind of, you know, tailor those expectations with your with your guys cuz you know it's all over social media. Everybody has social media. Um, how do you how do you, you know, bring the focus back down to a game by game uh, you know, situation with a young group who's kind of, you know, inexperienced together? That's a great question. Um, yeah, with social media with rankings especially this time of year, uh, can be very deceiving. Yeah. Um, it's almost poison for our guys. Right. You know, I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. um, and especially you know, when you, when we are starting, you know, two guys who are a little bit younger, but at the end of the day, I think our guys have such a chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really that worried about it. Okay. You know, our guys, they, they work hard, man. They, they've really been working hard, um, you know, since we've got them. And so we've been on the practice floor and I really didn't think that they were too high, um, um, after, after the, these, these wins. So, you know, we know that Mr. Montgomery's in our league. We know St. Anthony's in our league. It's, we're already on to the next. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of these guys for, uh, um, 
you know, the way that they've handled the, the, the most recent success. Gotcha. And coach, uh, just give us a rundown, give the, 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 our viewers and uh, listeners a rundown. Where are you going to be in the next week or two going into 2020? Where, what tournaments you guys at? What big non-league games you guys have? Uh, we got three. Well, right now, uh, our seniors, uh, are on a retreat and then next week we have finals. Um, so we're trying to get as much work done as we can, but also making sure that we're handling our business in the classroom. Um, but we do have three non-league games. Uh, Laces is going to come to us. Um, and then we see El Segundo and then we go out to St. Paul. Um, and then classic of Damien. So, you know, we've got three non-league games where, you know, we've got to play great basketball because we've got to have some momentum and we've got to have some good habits going into that first game against the Legion because we all know that, that that's a great program. That's not just a, a talented team. That's a great program. Right. And, um, and it doesn't matter who you draw in the first round in that tournament, they're going to be tough. But if we're not playing good basketball in the next three non-league games, we're not going to be ready for that one. Gotcha. Makes sense, Coach. We appreciate your time. Congratulations on the early season success, and we will see you around the gym soon. Yep. Thank you, guys. Take yep. care. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, you know, Coach Runko just has a good attitude, and it seems yeah, like man. it carries over to his players. Yeah, and yeah, his players, I would, I would think, do have something to prove. You know, uh, a couple guys, Duke and 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 Jay Hart, little Jay Hart, who went to Taft, they he gets a lot of publicity. There's guys that transferred left the Dorsey program. Obviously, uh, Reese is a well uh, thought of two twenty one player, but as a group, yeah, a little bit they're a little under the radar. I would even say Tyler and Darius are not. Don't have the buzz of Jalen Lewis, Mikey no, Williams. Yeah, you know, they, they're they're good mean, players, though. Based on what I saw at, yeah, yeah. Uh, at a high level of high school basketball and the way those guys competed yeah. and kind of looked across the line and were like, yeah, you know, you got, some high, you got some high-level guys on the other side, but, you know, we're better than you. Yeah. I like that, the attitude and the approach that that whole St. Bernard team brings to the, to the floor, and I'm excited to see them again at, at Damien. Maybe they can make another storybook run like they did to the championship a couple years ago if they do that that would be something <laughs> right because that's going to be tough um you know that that's going to be a great tournament for them uh talk a little bit about Devin. i'll, I'll go from the national perspective okay. talk a little bit about two or three guys you've seen the last week so that have done real well and i'll talk about some of the guys that are doing real well out there across the country and then we can kind of uh, talk a little bit about tark and Jamie yeah so we are want. we already hit on nick yeah bowden we already hit on you know all the guys at st bernard um, you know Peyton Watson. I, I want to go yeah. here real quick. They yeah, they, they got uh, so Saint Anthony tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow Friday night at a Bosco Bosco S- tournament. So I saw him a couple times at Westchester, and yeah. to be honest, I, and I'm straight up with because yeah. I know Peyton's yeah. uncle real well, yeah. know his parents. He was uh, he wasn't good at at Westchester. No, not the game I saw. Not the game. Yeah, he, he wasn't. I was there at the one game that. Right, I saw him two games. Wasn't good. Renaissance, and you know yeah. it, it makes sense because. Um, it's his first time being the guy, being sure. the man. Uh, on he, that you know, team, he's going to have to be. Yeah, yeah. on that team. He's, he's, he's the guy. He's got to make all the important decisions, all the important shots. Um, and th- that's a lot of pressure. And that was their first tournament. So it made sense. I saw him, I've seen him you know, twice at Bosco this week, and he's just been spectacular. A lot better. Um, just, spe- I mean, spectacular. Uh, coach Shelton Diggs, Long Beach Poly's head coach, made a couple lineup changes. He put uh, Gabe Cummings in the starting lineup, lefty shooter. And uh, you could see that coming. Yeah, Peyton's I mean, brother, he's one of their best players. Peyton's yeah. younger brother, Christian, a two twenty-two yeah. point guard, yeah. and both of those guys have spread the floor for Peyton and made it a little bit easier on him. You know, they're drive- a little like Tyler Rose and, Dar- and Darius. They sure. just are a little fearless, yeah. especially Cummings. Yeah, he just man, he gets yeah driving, kick, catch and shoot. If you got any time and space, that thing's yeah. going up. And more often than not, it's been falling lately. But Peyton Watson's been been just all around good. He's rebounding, he's defending. 
Uh, he's scoring as we know he can, but uh, he's kind of developed a little chip on his shoulder, a little bit of edge, a little bit of toughness. Which is what uh, he needs. Yeah, just, you know, he's not afraid of anybody. He wants to go at everybody. And it's going to be interesting to see that St. Anthony game because that's a Long Beach matchup. I was talking to our guy, Mike G, who's, you know, covered Long Beach sports for the last you know, 13 years, I believe he said. And he said, um, this is the first time in the time he's been covering Long Beach that St. Anthony and Long Beach probably have played. Yeah, so it's an all-Long Beach affair. That's, yeah. uh, Friday night this week, uh, the game will be, like you guys are listening to this pod, it'll probably be 24 hours later by the time you listen to this pod. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a big game. It'll be the semifinals at the Bosco Winter, uh, Classic. Winter Classic. Another guy at Bosco I saw, uh, a yeah. freshman, another guy who's a, who, you know, in the grand scheme of things on the national scale isn't really considered a high-level you know, prospect for some reason is Mike Price at Crespi. That dude is unbelievable. He yeah, had 29 Mike Price points. is really good. He had 29 points last night against Long Beach Poly uh, in, in a losing effort. They lost by 13, but oh my God. That, that dude's first step, his feel for the game, his ability to pass, see the floor, um, not take bad shots as a, as a freshman, makes a, a lot of high-level decisions in important you know, times of the game. That kid has a bright future, Ronnie. I think you have him number 10 in the state right now. Yeah. As far as that's fair. That's yeah, fair. and I would probably that was before the yeah, season started. That was so before the season started. Fair, this dude is this dude is something else. It's a guy who's going to be recruited at an extremely high level. Yeah, um, just because he has an all around feel for the point guard position that you don't see very often for a guy his age. Yeah, no, he's playing very- at this at the level they're playing at. They're playing against very good high school teams with with veteran guards. You don't see guys like that come in come in very often. And Mike Price has all the feel, natural ability, natural IQ that you want in a point guard. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Again, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I know he's going to play a lot. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about those freshmen, Devin. Uh, obviously, right now, if you want to win a high school game and you're in a good tournament and, you know, it's hard to knock Mikey Williams for uh, to for what he can do on a high school court right now as a freshman. You know, he, he's capable. He's already had, as you've seen him, a 50-point game. Yeah, Mikey's very yeah, talented. There's yeah, no, yeah it's explosive. You know, it's just the question: What's where does he go from here? Yeah. You know, uh, obviously this is three, four years down down the road, because you can see where 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 uh, Mikey Price is 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 going <laughs> to head most likely. Um, I like Brady Dunlap. I again, yeah, yeah, like I said, hi, hindsight's twenty twenty. Would I put Justin Daniels ahead of him now? Probably not, but because he's not going to play, and I've seen Justin right. a little bit more. Justin's you know, very Justin's good. Justin's very not gonna good be on the court as yeah. much as Mike is. Correct. So that's kind of where. I go with that. Uh, number seven, Varick Lewis from Monterey Trail Outgrove. He again, he's another guy that you're saying is already playing a lot, already a big part of his team. Uh, he's off to you know has had some twenty point games. He could be uh, the next Sacramento you know big time player. Mm-hmm. Monterey Trail Outgrove. Uh, Bronny James again, perfect situation I think for him. He's not. He doesn't have to score twenty five points a game. The we- game I saw, he had five points. And a couple rebounds. We discussed this on episode 48. Yeah. It's like yeah. the expectations versus reality for Bronny are yeah. unfair to him because sure. of where he is. But it's going to, for in the long run, him sitting there and watching what's going on and, and easing into all of this is going to be beneficial for him down the road. Yeah, I agree with that. And we don't have to spend too much time on that. Oh, I, we what I, yeah, what I saw 48. Yeah, what, you know, he has good legs. 
He's a lively leg. He's a good athlete. He's smart. He's just yeah. a smart player. He's, he's the player you expect to be the son of LeBron James. Yeah. He just, you know, he's going to have to keep working on his first step to get from A to B. Yeah. And that, that's going to come. You know, he enjoys the game. That's what I like about Bronny. Mm-hmm. He just enjoys He's enjoying himself. Uh, going to prolific prep, number five, Pierre Isaac. Janice, again, we you big 6'11". We got to watch that kid. Yeah, yeah, we got to watch that kid. Prolific, you know, won the game against Hillcrest. Um Devin and they didn't even have all their guys. So I mean, Jalen Green, who's you know one of the better seniors in the country, just had a, a terrific game. You know, thirty three points or whatnot. So uh, and I think it's like Coach said. Uh, Coach Farrell gave a good example. You know, if you look at Bernard's, the way they're playing together, and then when you when I saw Hillcrest in those two games, it just they they something's not right. It's got yeah. It's kind of like we said in a previous episode about David Fisdale. How's he coaching? <laughs> Four fours at the same time. The same it's position. A, it's yeah. the same thing. A lot of the same players in the same roster. Yeah, same uh, the things that Hillcrest is going to. So they they have a coaching change or trying to shake it up. We'll see what that emerges. Maybe they'll they'll turn around because they have a lot of talent. Kid, I saw at number four. I'll have for now is Courtney Anderson from Salesian. Again, you'll see him, Devin. We'll see how much playing time he gets with Austin Johnson. A couple other guys they got with that Salesian Bernard game. So you'll get a good look at him. Kylan Boswell, number three, who's already. Made an all-tournament team for Colony. Uh, again, a guy who's here now, where will he be compared to Mikey Price or some of these, you know, Justin Daniels later? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's good right now. Adam Boswell is very good right, right now, now, and he has yeah. all the tools to be yeah. very good down the line yeah. because he's just yeah. smart. Yeah. Shoots it smart, makes the high-level plays, makes the extra pass. I mean, just, you know, everything yeah. you want in a, in a true point guard. Yeah, right now I think Kylan would, you know, just overpower a Bronny or Courtney Anderson. Just, okay. He's just a better player. Right now, but you will. It's Courtney Anderson's 14 years old. Where will he be? Sure, you know, I think Colin Boswell's also 14 years old. Yeah, where will he be? You know, uh, Jalen Lewis, the next guy. Uh, boy, he had a really good game to open his season. Bishop O'Dowd's always tough. He's about six eight, six nine, six eight, six eight. Let's call him six eight. Yeah, I uh, think six eight's a fair, you a know, fair measurement. Yeah, um, he just takes it at people. Strong already, can shoot a little bit. You know, if they, if if O'Dowd. Other players who are older players get behind him and go through him. They're going to have a really good team down the line this season. Like, I, I always thought, okay, next year they'll be really good. They're going to be really good now. Mm-hmm. They can be really good now. And then, like, as we said, at the top of the list is Mikey Williams. I'm really looking forward to 223. Uh, 222 is obviously very strong around here, too. Again, 221, Devin, um, let's talk about that real quick. Sure. Um, you know, our guy, Devin, asked you left that class. Yeah. So Peyton Watson, the best player, and, in, he's best 20, 221 in the state. Yeah, so we got two, and you got Issa Silva uh, sitting there, and it's like, where are we going from here with the rest of these guys? Like, this class has lost a few guys. You know, we got Reese Dixon Waters, Will Hemp, Obina, Cole Anderson. Where That's not like what we're seeing so far in 220. When you look at 220, I can name off seven guys that could be McDonald's All-Americans. Literally. Yeah. Where where do you see this class, Devin? Is it because Payton has to come up more, Reese has to come up more, Obina, Cole Anderson? Or is it um, something where is it like, you know, it's just it, it doesn't have the depth. I think what's going to happen is yeah. by far and away with Askew reclassifying to 2020, yeah. uh, Peyton Watson is the best player in the state in the, in the 221 class now. Yeah. And it's not even close. Um. I think if you put if Peyton Watson for some reason decides to reclassify and you put him in 220, Ronnie, I think he's in the top 
seven conversation in 220 as sure. well. Maybe that, maybe top six or five. Because I don't know long about term de- potential. Yes, yeah. I don't know that depth there in 220. But when you talk Evan, Jalen Green, Josh, Christopher, Josh Christopher, Zaire Williams, B.J. Boston, Yep, uh, Ian Martinez, Askew. Ask you and our guy Namari Burnett. That's seven or eight. Right. And Peyton Watson. Really good players. In my opinion is right in that mix if you were classified today. Yeah. So that's, but I mean, where does that leave this class? This class is, if these teams, two teams played, this class would lose by 40 points. What's going to happen is somebody, somebody that's lower that, you know, we're undervaluing right now, even lower than that, I'm saying, even lower than 10, even lower than maybe 20. Someone's going to emerge and someone's going to be good. Yeah. Down the line, that always happens. It's gonna have. They're gonna have to come pretty quick here now. That always happens. You know, we got Houston Millette. We got Tyler Powell. I mean, Peyton Watson came that quick. He came yeah. over. Over. I mean, leapfrogged yeah. a bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah, we did a camp when he was an incoming freshman at, at Fountain Valley High School, yeah. and he came in. You know, you know, he was six three. Yeah. 105 pounds with his arms down to his knees and was just hitting, you know, corner threes the whole game. And you're like, okay, this guy has a chance because he can shoot it. He's fluid and he has a body that projects. Now we're two years later and he's six, seven and his body's filling out sure. and he's doing a little bit of everything on the court. And you're like, okay, this guy, you know, th- this is what was supposed to happen. There's somebody like that in there, Ronnie. Yeah. I don't have my notes up in front I mean, of me right sure, now. Sure. Sure. And that I, doesn't I find yeah. somebody. Yeah. That, that somebody is going to come up because I'm looking at that class and, Wow, it's just like this 220 class at the top. It's it's as strong as it's been at the top in a quite a while. Many, many classes. Maybe 2008, we can go back, maybe 2001, even into the 90s. This class, those top seven or eight guys we just meant rattled off, they 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 are very good. That They're all in the top 50 and probably in the top 40. Yeah. And then when you go Josh, you know, BJ, uh, Zaire, Jalen Green, and, and Evan, you're talking all in the top 15 and 20. Yeah. You know, so... That's just not there for 221 right now. But, again, it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long spring and summer. And we'll see, again, who moves into the state, who moves out. Right. You, you never know, know who's coming you, in. Yeah, BJ leaving. Boston's here now. So, yeah. you know, you just never know. So, speaking of nas- a national scope a little bit, we talked a little bit about some of the standouts. I wanted to, in addition to Hamilton Heights, I want to talk a little bit about Sunrise Christian because um, our number one team, IMG Academy, had lost to Paul VI at the D.C. Hoop Fest. That's always a great event put on there at Damatha High School. Um, Sunrise Christian went to that event and beat two teams from the same conference that we've talked about a lot, the best conference in the country, WCAC. So uh, Sunrise Christian, they beat uh, Gonzaga 61-55. They were number uh, 11, and they defeated number 12. And then they came back the next night to kind of shock people a little bit, maybe in, in and like, whoa, that's a big win. They beat number three, Damatha Catholic, 75-67. So great week uh, for that program. Um, the best player on the floor in the Gonzaga game was uh, 221-67, Kendall Brown. He's been to uh, USA Basketball before. Seven of eight from the field, 18 points. Senior point guard Ty Berry, a great decision maker, ball handler. I mean, he's he's a really good player for Northwestern. Um you know, against Damatha Berry was more of the catalyst. Twenty-one points, three three of six from threes, two couple steals. The Buffaloes—that's their nickname. Uh, they were in control throughout. So very interesting there, Devin, because I started Paul, the sixth, number four in the country, because I just didn't know if they had the size. But I mean, as the way people were telling me, Ronnie, their guards are so dang good, it don't even matter. Right. When you're speaking of um, the guys they have on the on the court. 
you know, Jeremy Roach, who's now back from his ACL. Looks like he's, you know, back and he's he's full throttle. You got Trevor Kills, you know, uh, Doug McDaniel and Josiah Freeman. So when you go those guys, I mean, Jeremy's going to Duke. When you when you not when you talk about a junior guard who's really coming up, obviously he would be one of them. Uh, from a national level, you're talking about you know Peyton Watson, you know Kendall Brown is very good ha- having a good so far. Uh, I don't can't remember. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. When if you have four guards that are that good, Jeremy Roach, Kills, Freeman, Doug McDaniel. I mean Doug McDaniel doesn't have to score a play. He's as good as any 222 guard that we watch have an opportunity to watch more often. You know whether Sky Clark, Pop Pop. Isaac, sure. he's on those guys' level. Okay. So you're like, wow, you know, that's pretty interesting. So with IMG losing, obviously they'll be at City of Palms. You know, Paul the Six will move up. Uh, a lot of people had them in maybe the 14, 15 range. I had them four. I was like, oh, I don't know about their size, but it looks like they can they can get it done. So, uh, you know, those would be uh, three or four players from a national perspective that are doing really well. Like you said, Peyton. Josiah, uh, Trevor Kills is really, look, from that junior class, is really coming on, um, you know, and Brown from Sunrise Christian Academy. You know, for, and, and obviously that involves some of the, the, the team perspective. Uh, also from the team perspective, it looks like uh, Moeller, Cincinnati, had their 50-game winning streak snapped. So they'll be dropping a little bit uh, in the next shuffle. So that'll be next week on the 16th and then we'll just be jumping right into the tournament so then it'll be a hectic couple weeks we'll be out out of pocket a lot Devin not sure when we'll be able to do the next pop but when we come back we'll obviously have a ton of updates we may be able to be able to sneak one in there before the turn of the year but if not you know hopefully you guys can follow us on Twitter follow all the updates follow next week's rankings follow the tournaments we'll be at Tarkanian we'll be local we'll be at Damien we'll be at Torrey Pines after Christmas it's just going to be a lot of teams. We're going to see a lot of players. It's been exciting so far, but I, I still think as we're trying to like you know break up that open division, so much is going to still going to happen. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah. you know, what's your take there? What do you what do you kind of foresee? I, I just so much. I mean, even tomorrow, Polly St. Anthony. Maybe St. Anthony has a great game. Sure. You know, you just don't. There's so much that can happen. Yeah, like you said, we're we're going to be out and about for the next you know two or three weeks. So who knows when we're going to be able to get back. With you guys on on the podcast, for 50. it'll be a good one. Yeah. It'll be fifty. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be number fifty. It'll be we'll have some some good stuff for you. But again, if you're if you're a fan of high school basketball, uh, college basketball evaluation, uh, you know top prospects. There's no better podcast out there than the one that we do here, uh, Ball is Life. Um, but yeah, Ronnie, you, you nailed it on the head. We're gonna see a lot of movement. Uh, you're gonna have your next uh, Fab Fifty update uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Right before it all starts. Right before, yeah. all, right before all the tournaments start, so you're going to get a good update there. And then after that, we're going to have tons of stuff for you guys on the next episode of the In the Paint Show, uh, presented by Ball is Life. And until um, who knows when, we will talk to you guys then.